This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Pivotal Conversations. Before we kind of launch in today to today's episode, um, I just want to touch on the bushfires again. Um, I think what Australia is doing is absolutely amazing and especially those around the world now joining in. I think I just want to really stress the fact that we are much stronger together than what we are as individuals and that's something that although you know this is really a tragedy what's going on, I, I urge everyone to st- to stick together and um you know try to unite as one because i think you know amazing things can happen when we do that you know i'm currently sitting in my room and um it's raining outside it's pouring so hopefully we get a lot more rain i don't know what's going on around the country i haven't checked but um i definitely hope that rain does come and a lot of it um it'll just help so much it'll give us a short break and maybe that that can uh, you know, stem or, or flow into t- to getting some momentum on our side. Um, but in saying that, um, you know, continue to help however you can, continue to raise funds, continue to give your time, your effort, you, you know, go get food, do whatever you can um, because I think, you know, every little bit counts. Um, but today's episode is, damn, it's a good episode. It's, it's probably one of my favourites to date. Um, on today's episode, we have Holly Sinclair, someone who I've uh, been blessed to come in contact with over the last probably four months. And, you know, for me, Holly's the type of person who you just really want to spend more time with. Um, You know, she's strong. She's a leader. She's a role model for many in the industry. um, And she's definitely leading the charge in terms of health in general, but really women's health as well. Um, You know, as I said, you know, you, you just leave the room feeling empowered when you, you know, when you spend a bit of time with Holly, um, you know, I think it takes a lot of courage to stand up for your beliefs the way she does as well. You know, we're in an era now where social media is, is you know, so, so powerful, um, and but that leaves us open to so much judgment. So, you know, to be a leader in today's society, um, it definitely takes a lot of courage and, and, you know, Holly's not afraid to stand up for what she believes in. She's not afraid to voice it either. So, you know, I have a lot of respect for her for, for doing that. Um, but in today's episode, Holly and myself, we kind of go deep into a whole range of topics from, you know, Holly's journey in the industry to business to uh, branding within business to self-development and psychology. And, you know, uh, it, it's, it really is a great episode that covers a broad range. It is quite a long episode, uh, but that's one that I think is going to deliver a lot of value for a lot of people and especially business owners in the industry. Um, anyone who's a PT or any type of uh, sole trading business owner, um, you know, a company owner, a, a, you know, owning a gym, owning any type of facility in the health and fitness industry can really get a lot out of this episode. Um, it is quite long. Um, so, it's one of those episodes that just gets a lot better as as we get deeper and and you know me and Holly connect on on a really cool level um, and and share some really really uh, similar beliefs. Um, so stick it out, um, listen right to the end, uh, and I know that you'll get a lot of value out of it if you do. Um, so I really hope you enjoy the episode. Give us feedback, give it a share if it's something that resonates with you. If you enjoy it. 
um, you know, we really do appreciate all the support we get. Everybody who reaches out, um, you know, it, it's you guys that make this possible and, and keep fueling the fire that is, you know, bringing fucking absolutely amazing conversations to and conversations that mean something that you know will make a difference um to the listeners that's that's what we're about so you know we're really trying to break through the surface a level bullshit um and and you know really deliver something that offers a lot of value to you guys and you know the more support we get the more value we want to give and you know we really really appreciate it so share it with your friends send it out share it on social media um and you know uh, we'll keep to trying to deliver the same standard if not better every single time enjoy the episode guys and i'll see you on the other side just give them a brief rundown of your, your career to date um you know how long you've been in the industry and, and i guess the evolution um of holly sinclair well that's my name so it's a good place to start <laughs> um yeah i mean i've been in the industry well the health and wellness industry for I think this is my 13th year. So I started when I was 17. Um, and I think like everyone, you sort of start it by um, participating in it, right? So I had a trainer at the time. Um, you know, I liked running, that sort of thing. I was in a situation where I was leaving high school, but due to my family's situation, I had to sort of provide a lot of financial support to them. So I was like, okay, how am I going to make money? And then I was like, well, I can do fitness 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., go do a full-time job and then do more fitness. Oh, God. <laughs> so I was just like, this is how I'm going to make till, man. Um, so funnily enough, I actually started oh, – he's telling me to move the mic away. <laughs> um, I started in Fernwood. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, didn't last long there, but it was a good experience for me. Um, and then since Fernwood, that was the only commercial gym I ever worked in. So I went pretty much boutique gym all the way. Um, and then, yeah, here I am. That's kind of like what happened, where the industry started. For me. Cool. And so when about, when did you start studying at, at university? I did my first degree when I was 19. Cool. And then I'm in my second degree now. Cool. And what degrees were they, sorry? What? Bachelor of Social Work, and now I'm doing a Bachelor of Psychological cool. Science. I knew about the psychology one. I yeah. didn't know about the other. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, so, 14 years in the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. The the question that I'm going to ask you that is different to, well, I guess, different to how I started with everybody else is more around, there's one question I ask everyone at usually at the end, and it's, is there a conversation that changed everything? Um that you could put it down to. Um, and, and the reason I'm asking you this first is because to me, I've only known you, I mean, I've known of you for, for quite a while, but I've only known you for maybe what? A couple of months. A couple of months. Um, you're strong, mm -hmm. right? And you're strong in the way, you, in your beliefs. Um, and you're not afraid of anybody when it comes to that, that side of things, right? Where you're yeah. standing up for your beliefs. And for me, there's a, a point in, and I know there was a point in my career um, where it became a little bit more than just me or mm -hmm. more than just about me. Um, and for me, that was, there was a certain conversation that sparked that. So for, for you, was there a certain conversation that you had that just changed everything where, you know, you had the conversation with someone mm. and from then on it was like, okay, this is it. We're going to fuck shit yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is there a particular conversation that you can kind of pinpoint it down to? Um. I don't think so. I, I think it's probably more about experience. 
um, in terms of like I've lost a lot of people in my life to the healthcare system. So I think that certainly sparked a fire. And then on an individual basis, I experienced a pretty poor side of the healthcare system as well. Um, and I think from there it just grew organically. And unfortunately, as you know, when you're working alongside many other people who probably have had the not great side of the system, it just further fuels the fire, mm. you know, of like what the fuck is actually happening in the world right now and like how have people gotten to, to this point of ill health um, and it's being tolerated. That, that, that really, really grinds my gears. Um, but in terms of being like a resilient character, I think I've always been like that. I just, yeah, I, I, that's always been a fault of mine, to be honest, um, growing up. But I've learned how to harness it so that it's become a strength, I guess. When, when you say a, a, a fault, um, do you mean the, I guess, not like the, maybe the inability to control it? Or like to, to kind of um, intelligently use it to, to benefit um, your, or I guess, the, the endeavour that is or the, the journey, if that makes sense, mm. of what you're trying to achieve within yeah. your career? Yeah, I think so. I think um, especially being – I don't like to play this card, but I think in this instance being a woman, it doesn't help being a resilient woman because that's perceived as – is that me? No, it's all right. It's all good. Wow. Um, that's perceived as aggression. So if I stick up for myself or if I stick up for a colleague or if I stick up for old employees, um, particularly many of – all of my bosses have been men. They don't like that. They don't – and if it was a man to do that, it wouldn't be perceived as an aggressive approach. It would be perceived as, okay, well, tell me what you've got to do, what's going on, how can mm. we help? Um, so in terms of it being a fault, I think it's probably intertwined with my gender because, yeah, those types of traits just aren't feminine ultimately. But I've learnt how to construct them into a more feminine approach um, while also still being strong and brave and courageous at the same time. Cool. What point of your career did you, did you realise that this was the calling? Right? Ooh. Like what, what point? And, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I'm getting to here because, uh, you know, as I said, it's – you know what you do you have to be brave right mm. like and, and where you're going you have to be brave because it's a leader's role in a in a you know and like you said in in a society that's changing it is changing but you know um being a leader of that is is something that you have to be resilient you have to be brave but what point did you know that this was it that you were going to be kind of going against the system and, and talking up for the people that um may have cop the the raw end of the stick or you know the being the the or cop the consequences of a a poor system um and you know also obviously being a leader for for women mm. um not only in the state but now all over australia mm. probably like when i probably when i really started to dive deep into biochemistry and um from an educational perspective, started to really understand the body. And then I would have clients come right to their PT session and they'd be like, I can't brace properly. I didn't sleep properly. I've had a fight with my spouse. I've got this bunion on my toe. I've got mm. like all these like red flags as I call them. And then when I started to accumulate heaps and heaps of information about the body, I could start to piece it all together and I'd be like, 
hang on a second. It's not fucking right. Yeah, yeah. this is not right, right? Mm. And, you know, they'd have depression and they'd have anxiety and they wouldn't shit for six days or they'd go to the toilet every day. Or it's like, and they'd always be like, oh, but I went and saw my GP and I got this medication. It'll be fine. Like, it'll be fixed. I got some antibiotics. It'll be fine. And then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> this isn't adding up, yeah. right? Because they were never fine. They would always come back and there would be another red flag and another red flag. And it would always be a reason why they couldn't achieve their goals. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, um, many personal trainers would understand that I'd say 99% of the clients that you get, they don't really want to achieve the goals that they're telling you in quotation marks that they want to achieve. They right? want to feel a certain way. Yeah. Right. Um, but even like feeling based goals is so subjective. Yeah. And, I always have to say this to women because women are very emotive. It's like, okay, well, what's the goal with working with me? I just want to feel better. Okay. <laughs> what does that, what does feel better mean? Mm. Oh, you know, like lose some weight. Okay. And then you just start to peel back that onion and you realize, well, hang on. This has got nothing to do with that first initial goal you just told me. This has got to do with something, you know, that you probably haven't dealt with or it's a root cause disease mm. that you've seen practitioners for your entire life mm. and it's not been fixed. Like I think when that all collided together, my knowledge and the experience of clients, that that's really when I got a fire in my belly about wanting to change the system like for the better because I don't know why. I just feel like society has accepted the fact. It's because you see people in suffering. Like if you're genuinely a good person, mm. The second you see people come to you and they feel helpless and they feel like they've tried everything and, you know, they they just can't seem to, to kind of break the mould and then you realise that they've fucking probably paid a lot of money, first mm. of all, to the system. Second of all, um, you know, well, they've paid a lot of money but the second part of that is is they've been going through this for like 10 years like or like, mm. you know, longer and it's like... I mean, the, the I think the common denominator between people, and, and this is why I said it before, between people that are kind of really starting to make moves in the industry and also going against the norm is that they've dealt with people that have been subject to this mm. right now. So whether that's in the realm that we're talking right now or whether that's in another realm. Like I know um, I've kind of spoke to a couple other people and, and you know, they kind of look, they, the, you know, even in just biomechanics, like people are going, well, no, that's just not right. Like what you're saying is not right because I'm talking about my, my friend Jordan Shallow is, you know, he talks about it is that, you know, the reason that he goes out and he's, he's kind of changing things and, and got a different perspective, mm. but also in the way that he teaches trainers and these kind of things, he's like, well, I'm not going to dumb this down. This is what you need to learn because mm. he's dealt with people in the chiropractor's bed who, you know, have been through these issues because of the 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 way that the system is set up the way you're meant to lift and the way these things kind of go on and you know it's like okay well the reason that there's that fire in the belly is because i think that's the point where it becomes bigger than you as an individual mm. you realize well hang on there's something here and and you know you see people suffering and you want it to change and at the end of the day people are dying that's been my actual experience right mm. like many loved ones of mine have died at the hands of the system um and i could have been one of those statistics but 
for whatever reason, the universe, the greater good pushed me in a different path. But I just think like the, 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 the highest level of frustration for me comes at the fact that it's just unwavering trust mm. that people have in a system that has clearly failed them time and time and time again. But there's just still that unwavering trust. That's why I'm so polarizing on my socials because if I don't say things really bluntly, no one's going to pick it up and it's not going to be shared and, and you know, um, shown to more and more people if I'm just like a fence sitter about it or if mm. I'm polite about it. Because at the end of the day, you have to be polarizing to get people's attention, mm. right? I don't, I don't want to be perceived as somebody who's like that crazy bitch from the women's series, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But if that's what it takes, then that's what I'm going to do. I don't, I don't really care about my own personal reputation if that means that I'm going to be able to assist hundreds if not thousands of not just women, women and men to make better decisions and to take personal responsibility for what they're currently experiencing. Well, that's the key, isn't it? It's that mm. personal responsibility. It's that... Especially when there's that um, that blind faith in a, in any type of system, right? Like, and you 100%. can you can see it across the board, not just in even the you know with the the health system, but just in everything. It's like there's if there's a blind faith there where people are willing to follow something without even questioning it unconsciously, mm. then the only way and and this is why I ask because again, like you said it just then and. It's like, you know, you realize that it's bigger than you. And all mm. of a sudden, that's when it's like, you got to make that sacrifice. It's like that selfish endeavor turned to a selfless endeavor. And then that's where the power lies. Mm. And I think, you know, I went through something similar to a point where, you know, I, I could see that. And, and mine's with trainers. Like, it's like, it's, you know, it comes back down to it. But it was like, you know, I could see that trainers were entering the industry with no fucking idea how to run a business. Like, yeah. And this is like the thing is like in you know you can you can understand and have knowledge on the science right, but I know plenty of people that are still fucking going and suffering, at, and they're the, some of the smartest people I know, mm. right? Because they just they can't make it happen. And it's like for me it was like okay my choices when I was going through that was I either leave the industry, which is what what is it what's the stat. It's like one percent of trainers are still on the floor three months after finishing certification. Like it's something wild like yeah, that. It's ridiculous. And yeah. it was either I leave the industry or mm. guess what? My family in the future don't get fucking fed. Yeah. <laughs> like like, you know, and, and I'm working split shifts still probably putting seven hundred bucks on the table yeah, to, to so run a bad. thing. And it's like, well fuck me, man. Like there is not that's not happening on my watch. Mm. And I was lucky enough that as I said, I, I just fucking went hard. Mm. Like I was like, Okay, cool. Like I'm gonna go learn business. I went business and I learned business, but then I you know, I was in business mentorships within the fitness industry. But the problem was, was I was never comparing the two. I was never integrating the two. Like mm. I was, when I was, when I was learning science and I was learning how to get someone a result, I was so enriched in that. And then I went to business and I got so enriched in that and I just fucking got lost. I was like, you know, I fucking started like running ads and shit and just like, fucking, yeah, I'm a hustler, man. Like fucking that kind of shit. And then I like, and then it was like, okay, what am I even doing? Cause I'm not making progress still. Yeah. Right. And it's like. 
And eventually, like, you know, I kind of started to integrate the two together and my business started to take off. But then I was like, okay, there's something in this. And and it was when I realized that it's like, first of all, like, it shouldn't fucking, it cost me like fucking 60 grand. To run the business. In business mentorships. Oh, right, yeah. To just even understand it. Yeah. And then it was like, that's not even including the money I've spent on my education prior to that. Mm. And it's like, I'm lucky I got fucking the money to do that. Yeah. So it was like, but yeah, at a certain stage, it just got to a point and I was like, okay, well, fuck, man, there's this, there has to be something there mm. for trainers to do. Like, mm. it's like where they can do both, mm. right? And they can learn how to do, work them both in together and how they actually integrate and affect each other and, and how that becomes. And it was like, okay, well, now this is bigger than me. Yeah. Now this is bigger than me trying to grow my business. It's like, you know, there's people out there still, man. Like, that's like I fucking get, I talk to people on the phone. Like, there's people in front of me that cry mm. because they're so stressed out of their fucking brain. And they're like, well, I don't know if this is going to work for me long term, but I can't go sit at a desk and fucking call people every day yeah. and do like fucking telemarketing in, or something. In between a rock and a hard place. And, and that's why I said it to you because I can tell, like, I just, you know, I know that you're at that stage and I could, I, you know, I've only talked to you a few times, but. You know, when I see I see strength and I see this thing that's just bigger than you as an individual and, and that's where the courage comes from, in yeah. my opinion. Um, I think, sorry, just on that, but I think like a lot of that has come similar to yourself in the sense like I worked for people where everyone was a number coming mm. in the door. Yeah. And like I think it just gets to the point if you have in- integrity and if you have deep authenticity – you can't keep doing that. No, fuck no. Right? And like the people who do keep doing that, well, we all know of them poorly. Like they have bad reputations in the fitness industry and I'm, I'm sure we're telepathically thinking of the same people. And yeah, they may be hustlers and making coin and fucking running eight different sites. But at the end of the day, do you want to be that type of person? Yeah, it's short-lived. You, it's so short-lived. And like a big thing for me going on out on my own and from a business side of things, running the business was how can I offer a service which allows people who are on Centrelink to access me? Mm. Because they're the people that need my need help. Need most, yeah. Not fucking Jenny from Brighton who's got a problem with drinking because her husband's making till every day yeah. <laughs> but jenny i'll take i'll, I'll help take, you yeah, as well yeah. <laughs> jenny's, still, jenny's still. still there but um you know so like for me my whole thing is like i'm not going to have people wear costs that they don't need to wear just because that's what the model of the fitness industry says you're meant to do like that is just ridiculous you know and i've almost gone like peaked in terms of like um you know Make sure they purchase a nutrition plan. Make sure they purchase a new program. Make sure they do four PTs with you a week. Make sure they take all the supplements, right, that you're affiliated with, yeah? I've gone like boom and then I've just gone fuck all of that. Yeah. And now I'm like what is the simplest and easiest sustainable approach that's going to help these people? And it's amazing. (laughs) Like the genuine connection that I have with my clients now and – and the growth that they have and, you know, what it harnesses is they have to take personal responsibility for their own goals and their own experiences. They're not relying on me to give them a supplement, to give them a program, to give them a macro plan. Like, no. <laughs> Ultimately, as, as a coach, your ultimate goal should be to not have that client in six months' time. That's when you know you've done your job because they don't need you anymore. 
it's the, you know what I mean the power of education right like education creates awareness and 100%. awareness is almost that that key you know I mean, and that's probably why like a lot of these people that you're dealing with and even some of the ones that I'm dealing with they just don't know they mm. don't know any better but then that's where the education comes in and I honestly say like it's like a conversation couldn't shouldn't cost money never right and and I think that's why this is called pivotal conversations because mm. it's like the whole goal with this was to give people conversations that matter like and as I said like I'd love to get you on here and we could talk about your craft and all the stuff that you've learned but for me that's not gonna that's not gonna make the difference mm. it will give the foundation it's the foundation to what people need to know mm. right but on the larger scale is like well who's gonna have who's gonna be able to help you the most right who's gonna be able to help you achieve your goal me personally yeah like who's who, like <laughs> who, who are a lot of the people that you deal with and mentor of my clients and the women are the trainers are right? the trainers right? yeah so it's like you know this again this movement has gotten to a stage where it's it's bigger than you as an individual now mm. and, and it's more powerful it's the pebble effect yeah and yeah. it's like you know the the conversation about this as a whole right and the the reason that you're doing it is the absolute grunt of and the power that we can actually like and, and that's the reason it's i have these conversations with people is like well why are you where you are mm. why are you leading the charge right and, and i do think i do think just just on that point not to interrupt you but um i don't think everybody is a leader personally mm. and that's okay and i what i don't like about our generation of not it's not just fitness specific i'm just mm -hmm. talking about the entrepreneurial generation yeah right is it it translates this idea that you just gotta fucking grind you just gotta yeah, fucking yeah. hustle and you know just be at the top like dominate done but that's not the characteristics of everyone mm. right and that's okay yeah, yeah, yeah um for me that that is uh, like I'm a born leader. I've always been leading, right? I, I'm like the brave heart of the groups. Yeah? yeah, I love it. I fucking thrive on it. I know, I know yeah? you do. I know you do. <laughs> but um, the only reason I can be a leader is because everyone who's behind me is helping me and backing exactly, me as yeah. well. So I need them as much as they need me. So it goes two ways. Um, so you can certainly make influence in this industry without having to have a loud voice and. 100 percent that's almost what i was getting at right it's like the you know the the people that you're mentoring the people anyone that you really come in contact with and and you know who understands what you're trying to do mm. play just as big of a role if as yourself more. exactly right and, yeah. I, and i think that's the real power there is that mm. like and, and again you're right not everyone's a leader right like not everyone's gonna you've got the 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 characteristics or you know um even just the situation in general, like the environment and, mm. and not everyone has that where they can go out and, and you know, fucking hustle and, and kind of dig the heels in that way because yeah. we're all different. We're all, we've all gone through different things and, we've, you know, we see the world in a different light. But mm. what when we feel and when we're a part of something that is bigger than ourselves, we don't have to, mm. right? Like you can literally just do your, your beer and that might just be the minuscule. But it's also understanding that there's not you're not the only one doing that little minuscule. There's you know a million minuscules leads to this big, overwhelming kind of power, right? And this this you know like the quantum field, right? Like mm. it's just this stuff's amazing. And I think 
like it's just it's such a beautiful thing right it's like when something just starts to you can feel it it's just like you're part of something yeah and i think that's like you know because i was going to say like you know one of the things i wanted to talk about as well was um because i know i know a few people that you mentor and, and i obviously have conversations with them and i think everybody's at a different stage in what they're trying to achieve right yeah. and i think like I wanted to kind of get something from you where it was like, okay, what, what's your biggest piece of advice for these for these girls, right? What's the biggest people piece of advice for, say, someone that's following you who um, really believes in what you're doing and what you're putting out there and, and wants to be a part of it and almost wants to go down a similar path, maybe not being the, you know, the, the brave heart, but, but, but <laughs> the, you know. The, the crazy slash brave heart. <laughs> because I think for me as well, it's like, you know, there's a massive, massive difference in just regurgitation. Oh, regurgitation. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Regurgitation. Oh, mate. Like you're telling me. But it's like, you know, because um, oft, often we can get caught doing that because of the paradigms or the, this, you know, what we think we need to be doing, which is kind of mm. like what you were talking before. Like a lot of the time because of what we're told, we believe that we have to be the leader, that everybody has to have a podcast, that everybody has to be doing all of these different things. Mm. Um when in reality it's like you know some sometimes we're just not at that level there yet where we you know because for me it's like when you do these things you've got to understand that the authenticity comes from when it is bigger than you like yes you can you can literally determine like i I know i can someone's demeanor by listening to them and looking at the way they talk and just paying attention when it's a selfish endeavor compared to a selfless endeavor, yes. right? And just by the actions, right? Like the actions give you, the, like someone can talk and say something, but the actions is what brings out that, you know, the truth, mm. right? And, and you know, there's going to be a lot of people out there that look up to you and um, believe in what you're doing. So what's your piece of advice for them, right, if they're on this journey? As or, a client or as a trainer or as both? Both, right? Like I think it's, you know, although they play different roles, right, they're on, it's, it's the same. Well, every trainer is going through their own journey as well, which tends to come out in the mentoring sessions. Yeah. Um, like I think you just have to, like <laughs> this was a lesson that I had to learn really unfortunately, but you have to be in an environment that is supportive and wanting you to win. Mm. You have to. If you are trying to progress for the trainers, trying to progress your career in the health and fitness industry and, you know, you're following people like us or whoever it might be, but your <clears throat> work environment is not supportive of that endeavour, leave. Mm. Like you, 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 you cannot stay in that environment because it's death. Um, and I think, like... That's the number one piece of advice I would give trainers because I know how bad it can be in gyms. Like I know how toxic gyms can be, which mm. is the irony because we're meant to be about, you know, making people's lives better. But mm -hmm. trust me, they can be pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so from a trainer's perspective. And then secondly to that, if you're in a good environment, you need to actually surround yourself with people who can offer lots of education and grow you. Um, whichever modality that is, right? Mm. I'm not just saying, you know, it doesn't have to be just gut health or just mm. women's health or whatever it is. Learn, be the jack of all trades. Be the jack of all and Learn the master the skill of, of learning, right? hundred percent, yeah. And you'll go in and out of it. Like, I don't know if this happens to you, but um, like some, like this week, I'm like, nah, 
I can't be fucked learning. That was like, so <laughs> before I went to Bali, like, I was always going to go. And I was like, you know, I was just sitting there and like, I was fucking trying to read my, I, like I read, I try to read for three hours every day. So. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, like I, that's what I do. The first thing I do, because I feel like it just primes my brain anyway. So if I need to write content, like I just prime my brain with some information and it gets me thinking and it gets me in the mode. And like the last fucking two weeks before it, I was like, Ugh. like, as we, we finished the master, we had the last one in November, the last workshop. And then I kind of fucking checked out, I reckon, after that. And I was just like fucking reading books. And I was like, oh, this is fucking sucks. <laughs> and I was like, yep, no, not having this today. And it just kind of kept happening. And then, you know, in the end, I was like, okay, there's something going on here. You just, you need, you need to kind of change of environment. You need to you need change things up. But you know it, you're, you're right like i go through these ebbs and flows and then some books i'm just like you know i fucking loved it last week and this week i'm like fuck me what's this guy even talking about <laughs> right like and then you know i go I put on podcasts all week in the car and after five minutes i'm like no i can't be fucked yeah and i'll just turn the radio on yeah. but the i think the reason i'm saying that is because coming back to the original point of um perception and viewing everybody else and what everybody else is doing we think that if we're not learning, doing, you know, hustling 24-7, oh, well, we're not going to make it mm. because everybody else is doing that. But that's mm. not the truth, <laughs> okay? We, we all have ebbs and flows. And when you're in a ebb, ride it. Just enjoy it. Like, you know what I do this week? I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to be like, no, I must study this week. I'm going to watch my Netflix series. I'm going to listen to the radio in the car and then... Today I woke up and I've done four hours of um, Silicon Valley lecturing this morning. So like my brain just got back in there yeah. and I know I'll go, th go there for another couple of weeks, you know. Yeah, same thing happens with me. Like now that you say that in this context to it, like I'll, um, it, it, it's, I often put it in a, in a, in a I, I term it like this and I'm like, okay, well, I know what a, I know what it, like it's like I know what a 10 is because I've been to 14. Mm. Like when I'm in it, I'm like in it. It's like right? flow state. Exactly. Like flow yeah. State. So yeah. it's like, fuck, man. It's just like, boom, boom, boom. And then it's like, okay. So when things back off, right? Same thing. Like, it's like, I used to get a little bit anxious. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, what's going on? Like, you know, you, you fucking haven't got your daily routine right today and this kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, nah, man. Like, you just, just enjoy it. Yeah. You just need, like, you, you've just been going hard for probably three months. Like, yeah. And that's the thing is like, I knew that Bali was coming up and I knew and then like I just had this two-week period in between, you know, um, the last mastery workshop and then to Bali and I was like, it was just that. I knew like that my work for the year had come like just the, the real fucking grunt work was done yeah. and it was like just to even, you know, get there and, and try to read some books and stuff like that for me was like, fuck, man, you've already checked out. Just relax, relax, relax. Got to Bali, man. I wrote like fucking 20,000 words in like five days. There you go. And it was like, so it was just that, you know, like letting myself flow out of it. Mm -hmm. um, almost like taking the foot off the gas, refueling, recharging, and then bang. And then since I've been back, man, I've just been boom. Same on. thing. And I think it's really relevant specifically, maybe more so for the trainers and business side of things. Well, this is definitely, um, I don't know what you guys do in terms of your what you suggest from your business mastery. But in terms of my growth on socials and stuff, I, my creative content, it's planned out. Like it's, I don't just like wake up in the morning, I'm, I'm going to post on this. Mm. Like we put a lot of work, I've got a brand manager. So we put a lot of work mm. into my brand because I know how important um, branding. branding is. But then there's some weeks where it's like, 
I just can't be fucked writing content right now. Yeah. So when I'm in a flow state, the first thing I do is I go onto my content chart, which is a very big Excel spreadsheet, and I'm just like punching out as much information as, as I can so that I've got weeks of content yeah. that I can filter out. And when I'm in that ebb, I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. There's stuff there. Because um, especially with um, things like Instagram and Facebook, people know when desperate oh well desperate but also like when it's just not real like yeah. when your content it just doesn't taste i don't nice. so i'm not that good because i told you last night like i don't mm. really give a fuck about mine personally mm. like we're we're more organized on the business side of things but like um, it's that, that's going to change next year because i'm trying to build my own personal brand a- again and i'm going to be going down that that side but um if i don't like i don't just post like, I, like I'd, no. rather, I'd rather be silent mm. than put out something that just doesn't align. And I think the word is alignment. Like we try to focus heavily in the mastery on alignment. Mm. And that means that we actually have a branding sheet that we send people and we do it in the first four weeks so mm-hmm. that we go, before you try to go out and set any big fucking goal, <laughs> like you want to make 200 grand, you want to do any of that, like whatever that is, put that on hold for a second. Let's think of, let's just talk about what you fucking believe in. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's get let's get your brand down. Let's mm. get something that you can actually get excited about. Not just like fucking burning and churning clients through that so you're making money, but like let's let's look at something that because sustainability in business, you have to be doing something that you truly fucking believe in. Otherwise, when it's time to dig the heels in a little bit and maybe do the work and maybe do that grunt work, mm. if there's no belief in what you're doing there or no excitement and like the clients you're dealing with don't fucking drag like make you jump out of bed in the morning Mm. it's just not gonna happen correct right so it's like we give them a branding sheet and we're like cool write down this right and we tell them to build out the superhero Mm -hmm. right now most people like i'll actually ask them i go so who's the superhero in the story and they're like me i'm like (laughs) no it's not you it's your clients right because like and and you're building out and you're building a brand around the client because that's what excites you yeah right like i i feel like when we feel like we're being selfish in business we know right energy the energy we we produce just like it 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 just sinks a bit when we know we're fucking choosing ourselves right and and we've got that in us Mm -hmm. right but when we're when we're doing that at the cost of someone else Mm. right if you're if you're genuinely a good person like that doesn't make you feel good no right if you're conscious right in that moment of that feeling you don't feel good, which means that, you know, that's going to affect the, the decisions you make from then on. And, and it's going to, this is where this flow and effect can happen with it. But the branding is such a big element of oh, this huge. because it's like you need, again, like it's, it's everything. Like, and, and this is what we send them. We go like, go do some branding, fill this out and look at like, we kind of use, um, building a story brand have mm. you ever read that book uh, i haven't read it anyway so like just the concepts from that it's mm-hmm. like you know you're building a, a brand around your superhero and the superhero is the client because in every movie where there's a superhero they go through adversity and then yeah, they yeah. meet a guy. the hero's journey yeah we were yeah, about yeah, last yeah. Night. <laughs> right so yeah exactly that mm-hmm. right so then it's like it's that it's that right so we give them a brand that excites them and, and all of a sudden you just see a little something a little bit different in them yeah um and you have to have your brand. Like your brand has to be authentic to you. Mm. Um, <clears throat> you know, like specifically with Instagram, because that's where my main socials are. It's a visual platform. Mm. People forget this. Okay, it's a visual platform. So you have to invest time 
into design. Mm. You have to have something that is really visually pleasing to the eye and um, moving to the eye. And you're trying to, this is going to sound a bit fucked up, but it's all about identifying pain, pain points in people and then trying to fix that pain point for them, right? So my pain point is reproductive health yep. and fertility. It's a big problem for mm. women and I'm going to fix it. Okay, And so I hone in on that with all of my visuals, with all of my um, imagery, like all of my colouring is red because that's the colour of the period, right? So, you know, people don't realise this consciously, but when you're looking at my feed, it's all interrelating to this story that I'm trying to feed you, right? Um, So a piece of advice I would give to trainers is if you want to start building because socials is free marketing so i don't know why anyone wouldn't use that Mm. um get get someone who really understands branding read a book you're right um and really start to plan out your content so that it sort of matches with who you are and who what your authenticity is because without that branding right like you you can find yourself just trying to get stuff up and you're not talking about lost man like we do content um we we do monthly content blocks right and then each because we my website has a members only page and those members get like blogs and seminars and all that sort of stuff um so it's all interrelated with the content but if I didn't have that, like, mm. I'd just be, like, shooting from the hip yeah. all the time. And I find we tr- – that's, that, that's, like, again, it's, it's – I know that it's this integrated model and there's so many kind of different inputs to that. But, again, what it comes down to is this, like, when you first get into business, like, again, it's this – it starts off as this selfish endeavour, mm. right? And then it's, like, there's just that tipping point, right? And whereas I find that it's, like – you're in business and cause you like you said you've got that shooting the gunslinger mentality where you're just trying you're grasping for anything that you can get right because you you need to you've got that financial instability there you've Mm. got all of that and we actually did a we kind of talked about this on a podcast this morning was this this like short-term mindset this kind of instant gratification where it's like you know we're so worried about what's happening tomorrow that we're not thinking about what going to be happening in 12 months yeah and how this in like we know again i'll say it again alignment right because you've got to get it like if like you said people can tell when it's fake and when it's not authentic right Mm. and and we've all been there right Mm. like it's like i've fucking been there i've been there when i've like you know early on when i was just like fucking i didn't know what the fuck i was doing i was just like you know Mm. might post a photo with my top off oh can we talk about this (laughs) might do something like that might do something like this and then you know in the end it was like the only thing that kind of it was when i had that tipping point when i was like okay now there's something bigger than me in all of this yeah right i seen something and it was people suffering and it was this kind of stuff and i started to go down this rabbit hole and like fucking reading every book under the sun on it blah 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 and then all of a sudden you go and you actually put effort into your branding because you know what it is. And then that branding, mm. if you align, like branding is almost like you've got these structures, right? And you can fucking sit inside of these structures and the second you go out, people know. 100%. Right? And, and that's where you lose them, right? My, like, you know, my, my pillars, we have four, four pillars. Mm. Resilience, strength, information, um, What's the fourth one? <laughs> Happiness. Happiness yeah. Okay, so that's my four pillars. So every single thing I post mm. has to somehow align to one of those pillars, mm. right? No matter what. So, and then 
all of that intertwines with what we were talking about earlier about like people view me the perception of holly is strong resilient courageous brave mm. right because i want people to see that side mm. of me right um so yeah i think pillars or whatever the framework that you want to use it's so so important mm. it's so important and when people go rogue everyone's like whoa didn't see that one yeah come. what the fuck's going <laughs> yeah. on what is going on over here yeah 100 yeah. and then like you know but this is the stuff for me that's so overlooked mm. especially in starting a business it's mm. like and and you know the hardest part is, is obviously when dealing with trainers and, and, you know, anyone in kind of the health industry that's service-based, it's like, it's a, you know, you can get caught in this time for money trap, right? And that oh, time, bad. you know, and, and it's like, you don't like, and, and I've, I've been there, right? And it's like, you're in there and you're like, fuck, you want me to write a whole fucking two pages on branding? I don't even have time to cook my dinner. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's that's the hardest part about this. But it's like, for me, again, it's like, you're worried, so worried about it tomorrow that you can't see 12 months away. Mm. Um, and, and But branding branding is this like it's this beautiful thing when you write stuff that you really believe in like you know when you write a piece of content and just like, oh my fucking god like yeah, that's like yeah. fuck yeah can't yeah. wait for that to get posted i can't wait to present that i can't wait to do this you know for me that's like okay well now that i have a brand right i can look fire i can look in i can look i can look fucking at the horizon yeah right because there's it's bigger than me now like it's like i'm i'm just on this journey and i can actually see 12 months ahead because i can see first of all why i'm where i'm going to be in 12 months mm -hmm. right like all of a sudden i'm not just like a person who's going to make 100k like because that's what people do right like, like they, they do like, they they do man not mm -hmm. they don't that's not what they actually want right but but again this is you know society gives I us these there's ideas a, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors going on yeah, but I not think even. There's a lot of bullshit happening. Of course, right? But <laughs> and because of that lot of bullshit, right? But this is what we're saying. The perception is is that yes. it has to be done. That's yes, how it has yes, to be. Correct. Like the only way you can make money is if you're fucking uh, like a you know going to like Grant Cardone's <laughs> fucking workshops and shit like that. And it's like, I mean, I got nothing against the guy. He's a smart guy and he's rich. But it's like. Again, it's like, it's just like running, like, again, it's like these fucking running Facebook ads and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. We do it too, right? Mm. But it's like, th that's nothing. Like, you, you, you can fucking, unless you got steel on the walls, baby, you ain't going anywhere, There right? is nothing better than organic marketing, which is write good content, have people share it. That's it. Mm. That's it. <laughs> that's how you build an audience. There is no biohacking to this. I've tried it. Yeah, <laughs> so have I. Show you, right? You can do all the hashtags. You can do all the paid advertisement, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it might help a little bit, but I'm telling you, the best way to get growth, fast growth, is to have authentic content that people want to share. And that's it. And it, but again, the way and it like we'll come back to it. But the way you do that is your branding and and your that's philosophies and all of that. You know, like so. Honestly, it's about having integrity in everything that you do, and that integrity is obviously going to be intertwined with your brand is just who you are. That's all it comes down to. And so, you know, we can go deep on this one, right? But ultimately, brand is just who you are. And if you don't know who you are, you're in trouble. Mm. You're in a lot of fucking trouble, right? So if you haven't done the work on yourself to better know yourself, um, good luck, <laughs> right? And then that's sort of where maybe more the um, personal development 
actually getting healthy, fixing your gut, I doing wanna, all those sorts of things. I want to stick on this for a bit. Need to come first. Yeah. Like, and that's what, I was go- that's what I was getting at before, right? <laughs> like when I asked you the question about, you know, there's going to be people that are on a, like they look up to you, they're, they're, you know, they're trying to get into women's health, they're trying to get into the same realm that you are um, and, and finding their own authenticity in this space where it's not this – again, this selfish endeavor where it's like, because again, I, I mean, and I don't mean that they mean to for it to be that, but mm. when you're running a business, it's hard for it not to initially. And, you know, when I asked you about what's the bit of advice, right? Because if someone's going to be, you know, like obviously, and, and I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to create this this kind of like integrated structure within this conversation around the importance of what you believe in, right, and where you're going and mm-hmm. your beliefs and how someone else who's looking up to you and, and kind of wanting and, you know, that you're mentoring and they're kind of they're kind of on this journey initially, right, how do they find their own authenticity in this space and is the missing piece of the puzzle? Because, again, I think what I'm seeing is that, it is that like people haven't worked on themselves, yeah. but then they're trying to jump straight into the driver's seat of this big fucking movement. Yeah, and it's like there's just this inability to keep their fucking truck on the road. Yeah, because there's no they haven't worked on themselves, right? Like, and and they haven't put the work in with themselves to kind of uh, intros- introspect and and kind of understand themselves on a level. So then when they go to do branding, they're like, oh, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Right? And then they struggle, right? Or they go to set goals, like, oh, you know, write me a 12-month plan. And they're just like, what? <laughs> well, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, for me, because that's the missing piece for me. Like, you know, what I do for these guys is fucking that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, all business is, mm. all business development is, is personal development. So if you think that they're not the same, you're foolish. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I've done so much BDM over the years. Thank, thankfully, thanks to my last employees, right? They invested a lot of money in business development. Do you know what it was? It was just counsellors, leadership trainers. It's just fucking personal development, mm. right? So, you know... Yeah, if you're not doing things to actively develop yourself, it's going to be really, really difficult. What is the, what do you, when you say develop yourself? Like, let's let's hone in like, on this. Deal with your shit. Yeah. Like you need to deal with your shit. <laughs> so that might be literally like if you have gut issues, you need to deal with that, mm. right? If you have sleep issues, you need to deal with that. If you have trauma, you need to deal with that. If you are in abusive relationships or work environments, you need to deal with that. Um, because anything, everything that's happening to you is a choice, mm. which a lot of people don't like to hear. But whatever's, yeah, you're choosing everything that's happening to you, right? So it's your choice to start shifting some of those limiting factors in your life, which are probably getting in the way of your growth. Right? Like I hear this all the time in mentoring sessions with trainers. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I'd, I'd love to do more mentoring sessions with you. I'd love to come to your summit, but like I've got to work on Saturday. Do you? Don't even get me fucking started. <laughs> do you need to work? It's like... It, it, right? For, mm. but, but I get that because I've been there. So have I. Right? And it's like, okay, but your ego... I actually just got off a call before you came here Fuck, with a where, trainer. Where, like I already... I can we're going to go rant. We're going to rant. I can fucking hear... I already know what you're going to say. Right? Your ego is so attached to 
I work hard. I make money. I spend 70 hours a week working. Maybe because that's what your parents did and that's your love language. That's how you learnt love, mm. is that your dad and mum worked 70 hours a week and that was how they provided for you. Mm. So subconsciously, what are you going to do? Mm. You're going to go, I need to work. Mm. <laughs> but that's fucking so restrictive in terms of growth, right? Mm. And then often we end up with business owners that we work for who can perpetuate that lack of growth because, as you say, they're selfish because it's their business, right? So there's requirements for the trainers to work a certain amount of sessions on the floor and if you don't hit those sessions, then you're never going to make more money and mm. no, you can't charge more money because it's our business and we're going to dictate the price mm. of the sessions and blah, 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 right? So whatever that limiting factor is, you need to identify it, maybe get some help, right, mm. with someone like yourself probably, to better understand what they are and start eliminating them <laughs> one by one. It's not going to be quick, but you need to start that process and that is personal development, right? And then you're always going to run into a barrier, okay? So you might, you know, I would say that most people are more open to um, psychologically developing themselves, maybe more in the uh, traditional model okay mm -hmm. not not our models um then they are to doing a gut protocol eating reverse dieting properly and eating good nutritional food for mm -hmm. six months but that's fine so do your psychological development but your limiting factor is actually going to be your biochemistry after that mm -hmm. so then you need to do the work with your biochemistry yeah. and then vice versa and, you know and, what I mean? And the ego is the resistance the that ego always is the resistance is, it always like is holding you to not uh, near like leaning into that weakness because I think that's something that you know I, I definitely have been through myself and and you know I mean I'm at a stage now where I, I actually search for that right like so I'm always lo on the look for whatever that weakness is because there's always one mm. right but what happens is and, and it's like you know when you when again because there's this it's not like, you're right personal development right that's what you're doing at all, every point in time but because it's not what is on instagram right like nobody oh. posts the fucking weakness everybody's like fucking tits out tits out fucking lost 10 kilo fucking <laughs> can made, i just say made 100 grand last fuck week the tits out movement <laughs> this movement needs to stop but it's like so so again because of that when yeah, people go super in superficial when people come into the personal development space or, or when they try something they're like okay i worked hard for five weeks oh, yeah. like it's like i worked hard for five weeks and now i'm i get nothing's changed and it's like yeah like i understand this and this is why i love the 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 kind of the process of like medical practicing metacognition and mm. and looking at these concepts because for me they are what create the awareness mm. of the fact of what that weakness is yes. right and looking at that side of it but it's also the fact that when we hit that weakness like the, it's almost like that's a bad thing like it's it's because again it's like for me it's like obviously you're like for me true strength comes in vulnerability mm. right now most people would rather like most people would rather be suffering and stay comfortable with the person they are mm. than make change and be vulnerable but you know why that is? Because you because the suffering is 
your identity. So the suffering is your identity. Okay. Mm. So this is very relevant for trainers with clients. Mm -hmm. Okay. How many times do you hear, oh, I want to lose weight. Okay. Hi, Miss Client. She says, I want to lose weight. You go, cool. Here's the solution. She says, yeah, but. Mm. Doesn't do it. It's like the same as I know. Like it's like that, uh, like the I know. Yeah, like yeah. if someone says to me, like it's like, I was talking about this today again. It's like, you know, if somebody says like, it's, that's my fucking, like I just, it just fucking, I want to just fall off my chair. When somebody says to me, I know, it's like, you, you know, just, just listen, right? Like it's like you can sit there and just listen, like because it's that I know that is the ego coming out and being like, no, 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 you know this, right? Like it's like, and it's like, it's because again, it's it's trying to, you, you know, not taking responsibility of the fact that you, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Yeah, but why didn't they do what they were supposed to do? Because... If you do what somebody's asking you to do to move you away from that suffering, you are no longer who you are. Mm. And that's fucking scary. True because, vulnerability. Because letting go of your identity is letting go of your ego. And when you let go of your identity, you then have to probably let go of many relationships Ships, that are yeah. attached to that identity. Yeah, like I, I always come back to this one client I used to have and she was very sick, like autoimmunity, breast cancers. Um, she was transitioning, okay? So there was a lot of mental health stuff mm. going on. And she ate like shit, right? Mm. <clears throat> and she just never, ever, ever stuck to the nutrition or the lifestyle interventions and she would always, the, the superficial excuse is, oh, it's too hard. You don't understand. You don't have kids. You Like, you know. But it wasn't that. Mm. It was because as soon as she started to become healthier, her partner didn't, didn't know what to do. Mm. She was no longer a victim. Right? And so it's, a, it's victimology. Yeah? Mm. It's like people get so wrapped up in the suffering and being a victim and, you know, attaching themselves to that level of identity that this is why people don't get better, you know, and, and that's relevant to trainers as well. It's relevant to everyone. It's kind of like, so the, and again, I kind of like suppression and repression of emotion and feeling mm. like it builds up so much that the only way to um, release the pressure valve, there's only two ways, right? Like you can either project it, mm. right? Which means that you're externalizing um, or you're giving the world the power and mm. not, not having the power within to make that change and have the strength that you need to go and become vulnerable. Mm. Or you have to introspect and you have to spend time with yourself dealing with your shit. Mm. There's only two ways. And, and this is, again, it's like, fuck, like I, I just, this is why I'm so big on meditation because it's mm. like it's just a door. It's this door that you can, you can enter and it's a choice. Mm. Like it's like you can sit down for 10 minutes and you do it enough, you learn to just, be there with yourself for a little bit, right? And then all of a sudden the pressure valve gets released. No longer you're projecting, first of all, your own feelings and emotions and um, uh, kind of always creating those excuses, those externalizations of why you aren't where or, or you aren't achieving what you want to achieve. Mm. Um, and, like, and, and again, it's like the, the, the door to open there is meditation because it's like that is another pressure valve. The more that you can just let go, right? You said it before. There's a really good book called Letting Go, mm. um, David Hawkins. He wrote it and, and it's, um, it talks about that. It's like your ability to let go and it talks about letting go of the person that you are. Mm. 
and this paradigm that confines you and just fucking traps you is like that's you know because you can that's a skill right like mm. it's like you not only is that just like this fucking hocus pocus bullshit thing it's like well you know every time you do something well it's true right that's how it's viewed like when yeah, we, we, we can sit here and have this conversation and like you put this on at a fucking you put this on in like a fucking tradie smokes room right <laughs> And like, I hope that happens. They would fucking do it. They Someone would stomp the it. fucking the stereo, <laughs> right? But it's like it's not just tradie smoke rooms. Like there's, no. you know, like you can sit there and be like meditate to someone, and they would be like, yeah, it's just not for me. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, you know what I mean? And it's like, but it's like, but I've been there. Fuck, we all have, yeah. right? And but you know, and I think like, I mean, what what and, I'm getting at is is that that letting go of who you are, right? Is is the hardest part? But again. It's because you are left vulnerable. Yeah. But, you, you know, you're left vulnerable. So what's most important there is that you're left vulnerable with the right people. That, that's, that's why, like in the past, when people have said to me, go meditate, those people, they were the wrong people for me. So I didn't do it. Because if I had done it, I wasn't going to be vulnerable in, the, in front of those people because they would have fucking eaten me alive. Mm. Do you, you know? think, but do you, so. So having the right mentors, the right people around yeah. you to, to let go is crucial, you know, to think that you can do this on your own. It's a, that is bullshit. No way in hell. <laughs> no fucking way, man. And, and to be fair, like I did. Um, so, and this is where the shit went really, really wrong for me um, early on. This was years ago, but um, I, init- I initiated letting go with my stepfather, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And then. Because of my childhood, um, you know, my mum was a single mum. She would go home, get, she would leave for work at seven in the morning, get home at 7.30 at night. I was left alone a lot of the time with my sister. Mm. Same thing, like I initiated letting go, but then kind of based on past experience went into this place where I thought I didn't need help. Yeah. And because I let go, I lost my friendship group um, that I'd grown up with my whole life. I mean, was live. I don't live with. I wasn't living with my any of my parents. I was living by myself, mm. and all I had was my business. Mm. And you know, I was living again because I was living by myself. I just I ended up fucking with severe anxiety. Mm. You just alienated. Yourself. Alienated myself, yeah. like fucking. I had a I had a partner at the time, but again, because of the paradigm or the the ideals that I was surrounding myself with, it was like, no, you're a male. Which, yes. which is the completely, you know, it's just the wrong, you know, now I know this stuff, right? But mm. back then I was like, what do you mean? You well, can't you, be, you, you know. You have to be stoic. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? And, yeah. and and again, you know, we were very, uh, this was very early on in our relationship and it was like, uh, first of all, I wanted to be able to support her, right? And, and you know, thinking that it was a one-way street. Mm. Um, and, and then, you know, she, her family's, very successful and and that i'm just you know in my head i'm going you're running a pt business brother you're (laughs) fucking way out of your depth here and like that was a fucked up time and it was because you know i had this fucking amazing man like kevin ellis like fucking still owe him everything in my life and i just fucking we didn't talk yeah right like he's fucking like the like i initiated that that thing of letting go and then i just completely kind of literally let go but with no guidance mm. right and mm. and i didn't have any idea who i was because mm. i had for, i had left behind this identity that i created which was back then was a footy boy it was a you know i played footy i lifted weights i drank fucking beers and and that's what i did but i let go of that completely mm. so then i'm left alone 
not knowing who the fuck I am, living by myself. My pet, like I didn't like, and I'm not going to tell my mum. She's like just got the life she wanted with the man she wanted. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going to ruin that for her. Yeah. I'm not going to tell my friends. Well, my old like they, they're still my friends now, but it's like you know, at that point, I was like, I'm, I'm fucking. I went cold turkey. Well, you just attached to the suffering. Yeah, and it was just like <clears throat> fuck. And then you know, I, I kind of drove myself, and I was just working, man. Like this mm. was me at my my fucking absolute peak one on one, right? So. All I had was work. I'd come home and fuck me, man. It was horror. It was absolute horror. But I think like that experience for you has obviously allowed you to be a brilliant mentor now to yeah. trainers. And, and uh, yeah, that's again, So had you not experienced that though? No regrets. This, yeah. No regrets. And, and I learned so much in that stage because, you know, it, it taught me about empathy mm. because although – and that's that's what I truly think is the – you know, we talked about the selfish versus the selfless endeavor. Um, for me, that's what will always make this a selfless endeavor mm. is because I'm not willing to compromise on people anymore. Mm. I'm not willing to burn and churn, right? Like I will fucking give you my time until the end of day because I was the guy who never got that. Have any, had anyone yeah. during the toughest time of my business. Like yeah. the absolute brutal time. Like I fucking... Oh, man, it was fucked. Like I, I moved my business. I was living in Point Cook, you had a business there, this. and it was just like I was yeah. fucking. Mate, I was up at three, thir- four o'clock every morning. This guy's crazy. But it was like you know I didn't know any better, right? And I, and again, I, I initiated that letting go. Was fucking in it, mm. and then had no idea who I was because I didn't have this identity anymore, and just fucking lost it, man. And this is the thing that so many people don't realize is that everyone that you're looking at as a leader in the health and fitness industry or any industry really, they've all been through the worst of the worst times, Mm. right? Like, you know, from my perspective, it might seem like I'm doing fucking fantastically, which this has been the best year of my entire life. Fucking amen. (laughs) Amen. But um, I've had horrendous years, Mm. right? It just from a work perspective, you know, like I experienced severe sexism mm. in the workplace, severe ostracization. Sounds like regurgitation. Regurgitation, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, I, one of my old employees absolutely was just a notorious gaslighter. You know, so it's not always as it appears. Mm. We've all been through, you know, some pretty rough experiences, but I think that really then allows us to help you and and you as in the listeners um, be better and do better and, and not have to go through those fucking shit years mm. slumming it on a gym floor um, to get to ultimately just help people, yeah. right? I think it's my, my point of difference in, in the mm. industry. Like for, for me it's like the fact that, again, I'm not willing to compromise on people. Like no. I just am not. And like fucking every single person in the mastery will tell you this. Like if they need me, I'm there. And it's like that's the point of difference, especially in a business mentorship. Like, it's, like I know if I was in one, it was cutthroat. I didn't hear from the person I was paying fucking 20 grand a year from that's for the whole wild. year. Right? But that's what it's like. And for me, it's like, well, you know, these guys get me at the drop of a pin mm. and it's not the fucking best business model. Like it's fucking, it's, <laughs> it's just definitely not. not scalable. But it's like, I don't care. <laughs> right? And it's I'm like, because it's like, I've been there with nobody. I've been there crying on my bedroom floor every yeah. night. Like I know how tough this is and I know what also what it's like 
to have a support network that actually care about you. Like, mm. you want to talk about branding? I went away and wrote 25,000 words on fucking branding. You want to know what the number one word we come up with was? Ohana. Oh. Hawaiian word for family. Okay. Right? Like, we're going to create a family because out the, together we are stronger mm. than we ever will be as individuals. Mm. So creating something that everybody wants to be a part of. Like we got a Facebook group, man. Every time someone comes in, there's fucking 50 people saying, hey, welcome to the family. Yeah. Right? And it's like that is the branding. That is yeah. the, the structure that if you're not going to come in the structure, you're not, we're not going to allow you to come in. Like if you, this is what it is. This is a family. Yeah, yeah. It's because, your tribe. Because of that though, right? So it's like because of what I've been through, because of the the situations that I was in, mm. right? Like that's my point of difference, mm. right? Because I know what it's like to be a trainer running a business with nobody, right? And it's like, you know, this is why it's so important to mm. – and we're tying all this in. It's like branding, all this stuff, right? Because it's like – and again, you can't you can't fake that shit. No, you can't. You can't like you can't just like you know, and and you can't not when it's something that you've experienced yourself, and you know that others are experiencing. And you, again, you're building this brand, this movement that's bigger than you as an individual. Mm. Like you can, you you know, you can't. It, it's you can't fake that. No. Right, and it's like that's that's what it's about, right? Mm. Like that's the the. And I think it's important just on that to connect. Like, if you don't have the um, financial, I didn't have the financial ability to start paying for brand managers and web developers, and mm. so I just offered up equity in my business, right? And that's worked for me. So, you know, there's always a way to get help and to get support. Um, in the infancy of a startup, right? That doesn't always necessarily have to translate in terms of cash. Yeah. Maybe at a later point it yeah. can, but um, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that's really important as well. It's like, you know, people people make a lot of judgments, like, oh, you must have had ten grand saved to start this business, or like, you know, it's like, no, <laughs> I like. I've given out almost 50% of my business in equity, but it's to people that I trust and mm. they're working on, they, they run my brand like it's their brand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, there's, there's those sorts of avenues that you can take in terms of developing a, a business or a startup for sure. 100%, there's always a way. Like I think that's, that's the one thing that will always kind of shine bright with an entrepreneur is that when there's a will, there's a the way, tenacity. right? Yeah, it's like you know, you know, there is a, there is always a way, and and for me, that that's what the uh, the beauty of time gives you is is creativity. Um, mm. Like the you know, for me, the less I spent on the floor, the more creative I've got when I wasn't on the floor, mm. um, and and that was where I you know the the time for money scale and the pendulum started to swing was I started to then value my time that I spent with myself, that I spent on my brand, that I spent writing, that I spent doing all this kind of behind the scenes work. It just got better with the more time I had away from the gym floor. Mm. Um, and, and that's because obviously my brain wasn't fucking brain dead, first of all, but it was like, oh, mate. yeah, yeah, that's what mate. I mean. Right. And it's, but it's like that I started to value my time over money. Right. Mm. Like, and, and it, it kind of, the pendulum swung at the same time that the movement swung. Yeah. Right. Like the, you know, the branding, like I go, okay, well there's, this is, I love this, right. Like this is it. And I know this is it. So then, but then it's like, okay, well not to say that gym fall work isn't great. And if that's what you want to do, then do it. But for it me, wasn't your passion. for me, it wasn't Yeah. right. Like for me, I'd rather, I'd actually write like, 
I don't want to fucking train you. Let's just sit down and talk for an hour. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that was me. I'm like, cool. Like that's fucking, more, but go. you're more valuable in that scenario. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Right. Because Everybody's you're fulfilling different. Your passion. I'm yeah. the same. Yeah. Um, I was gonna. I had a point then. I was gonna talk about. But I can't. Oh no, the point was <laughs> talking about like startups and small business. I do think you need to have some level of rationality and of logic, and um to have a bit of a clear plan if like, so for me, I left a full-time job, but I got a permanent part-time job mm. so that I'm not stressed. Yeah. hundred percent. Pays the bills, but it still gives me five days a week that I can work on my business. Right. And it's a really good balance. And at some point next year and maybe two years time, when my business gets to the point where it can sustain me, that's when I'll pull off that part-time job. Playing chess, not checkers, right? 100%, yeah. man. But back to the original point of the, the entrepreneurial generation, we have this real perception where it's like, just fucking quit your job, man. Fuck the nine to five. Like, you can do it. You got a dream. It's like, no. It, <laughs> That's it, not reality, people. No, it's not. And, and, and you know, I mean, often, and, and to be fair, we've had some people in the mastery go through this, right, where they've, they've transitioned from – x job to y job and it's not like it's not that you shouldn't quit your job mm. right it's like you've got to have a plan have a plan right? it's like you know you, you know i know that you and sort of you know we're kind of playing with this with a few people but it's like you know it's like i understand that you fucking maybe don't like the job but it's like this again is another big kind of growth factor here is that for me it's like you're not in it forever right mm. like you've sometimes you got to do what you got to do mm. and if that means you having a part-time job for x amount and then again we set goals around that so mm. we actually create a plan and strategy so that you can build up your business we know our kpis we know our targets we know our metrics we know our actions for success and then we look at the time we have and we actually map this out strategically, right? Because stress is the limiting factor, Yeah. right? Stress is always the limiting factor, always. right? So then it's like, okay, well, playing chess, not checkers. It's like, well, again, it's it's this, this is why the long-term planning matters, right? Like mm. if you only ever have the ability to look a month ahead, guess what? You're like, well, I'm fucking quitting my job. Or, right? and or, I'm swinging. You're, or you're looking back. In 12 months, you're like, oh, I'm still here. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's like this this inability to, to see the long game mm. is what will hold you back because the long game allows you and you slow down, mm. right? No longer am I so worried and stressed and, and looking at here. It's like, okay, well, I've got a, I can go get a part-time job. I can like five days a week, four days a week on your actual business. It's heaps, heaps man. man. Like it's fucking ridiculous, <laughs> right? But I've still got time for Netflix series. Yes, but it's like, you know, again, that part-time job is important. And I just think well, that. Well, it covers the bills. So as long as you have enough money to cover your bills, then you're going to be okay. Yeah. It's this instant gratification. Yeah. It is this instant gratification. Like, you know, guess what? I quit my job. I deserve a really good business. <laughs> Right, like, <laughs> hey, are you fucking so kidding me? True. I risked, I risked it for the biz. Risked it. I'm on fire today. <laughs> uh, I, I took the risk. Now give me what I deserve, and it's like it just doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's again, we're not like, and I know this kind of like where I'm trying to come with this is like you can plan for this stuff. Like you know, maybe dig the heels in, stay at your job for maybe a month and start planning, or go get a part time job and leave the full time job when you get the part time job, right. and then start your business. And you can actually plan this stuff out if you look into the future, mm. right? And if you remove this instant gratification, if you remove this necessity for something right now, mm. right? This grasping right if you can let go of 
everything, right? And then once you let go, no longer you are attached to the person that you were, which we were talking about before, you can start making these decisions without this fucking emotion, emotional reaction, yeah. right? It's or the fog. Yeah. The fog. Yeah. The, react- the reactivity in people is wild. It's fucking, I mean, you know, this is, uh, there's some pretty fucking crazy studies on mindfulness, um, even just in the workplace. Like I, I've been kind of looking at a few, like they do interventions. In of, the workplace? Yeah. So okay. there was a study done. Um, they did an eight-week mindfulness meditation, mindfulness uh, meditation intervention um, at a hospital for mm-hmm. nurses. Mm-hmm. And they used a, I forgot what it's called. I don't know. Look, it was on a, they did a resiliency scale. Okay, yeah. Right now, no matter what, right? Like, even if it's a shit test, in eight weeks, by just doing 10 minutes of mindfulness meditation a day, mm-hmm. 10% increase in on this resiliency scale, mm. right? So, again, no, it doesn't matter how it's fucking done because it was a 10% increase in just eight weeks, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So, it's like there's something there. There's something there, there's something there mm. right? So, you know, I mean, I could talk about this stuff all day. Mindfulness for me is like the key and this is why meditation is the door into that because mindfulness leads to less re- emotional reactivity which can lead to the the letting go and the ability just to see things before they reactivity come. Reactivity is something I really feel like I've really done well this year in. <laughs> I've been challenged, let me tell you. Oh, fucking I know. <laughs> But like, you know, and I think that that it's so like humbling and I'm sure you've experienced this where you're faced with a challenge when people are being quite nasty, right? Mm. And you, you take that pause and you don't react and then you go, wow. <laughs> and then the pause goes to 10 minutes and then the 10 minutes moves to 60 minutes and you're like, I still haven't reacted. And you're like, I'm, a, I'm okay. Mm. Like... And that's an amazing feeling, but yeah. that's only achievable by doing the work. Yeah. You know? And sometimes the work is slowing down, right? A yeah. lot of the time it is, right? Like it's the work, when we say the work, it's not, we're not meaning do more. Sometimes it's doing less. Like 100%. for me, it's like, you know, the work for most people in a situation where they come from such a high stress environment is slowing down, is t- meditation, is that. Because for me, like, consciousness and even just metacognition is that it's with unless we're we've got we're practicing that Mm. right we can't practice consciousness right it exists but metacognition like allows us because we're thinking about thinking so when you know we can actually start to pinpoint when the ego is creeping in Mm. right and we can like what you were saying before right when you're sitting there and like you fucking want to react right and then the ego sits like fucking sitting there right next to you and you're like fuck off you know yeah 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 but then you're just like no 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 like i know he's there yeah i know he's sitting there and he wants to come out but i'm like just hold i got this brother yeah right and i'm and then i'm sitting there and i'm just like okay I'm good, yeah. right? And, and then, you know, well, that's what you do in meditation, right? Like things arise, thoughts arise, and most people have this reactivity to the thought, right? So the reactivity to the thought is what causes the next emotion and it's this continuative cycle, mm-hmm. right? So the ability for you to not react in the moment is your ability to practice mindfulness, which comes from the skill that you build during meditation. Yeah. Because it's not the 10 minutes that you meditate that matters. It's the transfer into the rest of your life. Life. Yeah, so true. Right? So it's like, you know, there's something to this. Yeah. Right? But 
fuck man it's so it's like it's the hardest thing to get someone in the world to do because it's like you know i was talking to kevin um he's been like he was in the army since he was 16 Mm -hmm. and he was in the 70s telling all of the people he was in like the special forces fucking like some of the fucking like he ran the hardest man oh man hardest man in the world and he's like oh you guys should meditate and they're like fuck off kevin like (laughs) fucking what the fuck are you talking about and then blah 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 but he goes to reunions now and there's men broken. Yeah. There's people that are absolutely broken and guess what? They turn to him and they go, I wouldn't mind learning. Yeah. I wouldn't mind doing this. I wouldn't mind doing that. Because like, you know, and, and this is the thing, like I think the reason, like when I fucking first met him, it's like I, I'm, I'm like a 26-year-old who's like talking about mindset meditation and like I get really passionate about it but then I'm like, I mean – you know, I got kind of caught up on my PT business. Yeah. Like, these fuckers are killing people, <laughs> right? Like they're they're you know like they're he was snipers. Yeah, like like he was in the in the in the riot team. He oh, was the right. head of the English riot team when um, the IRA was doing like when that was happening. Right. So they're fucking people up. Yeah. Like <laughs> he watched like and and I mean I'm not going to say this in this tone, but like he watched some of his best friends die. Like, mm. and it's like that's fucking experience you know and and like but you know he talks about it and this is why i'm you know it could be why i'm so passionate about it as well but you know he kind of he has these experiences over a span of 40 years Mm. in a fucking environment where you know you think business is high stress yeah try fucking like not trying to get your head shot off yeah for fucking uh, you know 352 days of the year yeah you know like well, it's all about perspective, isn't it? It is, it is. And, and but, you know, you sh- for me, it's like you can take the lessons out of that and it transfers, mm. you know, it's just a different scale. That was always one of the hardest things for me, though, when I was um, <clears throat> being an, a paid leader, I'll call mm. it, and mm. now I'm a free leader, <laughs> um, was not comparing somebody else's suffering to what i had experienced um because you always do that right it's like the woe is me yeah uh, situation that takes place and that's been probably one of the biggest lessons for me in terms of my development it's like how do i move away from that and better understand that everybody has their own set of problems and we're all just hurting (laughs) and it doesn't matter if their trauma in the eyes of society is less than my trauma it's still the same shit yeah you know exactly i think that's really key when it comes to being a good coach mm. and it comes back to that original point where you were saying it's about learning to be empathetic and like really listening to somebody we um you know i try to create an environment of safety so yeah. that people can talk about this not just with me but with others with other mm. people you know like and we do group calls with with everyone and and you know i mean we don't force anyone to do anything but we you know it's like you know i was on the phone today with someone and he was talking about his debt mm, in mm. front of but that's tough for men fucking t- it's tough for anyone like yeah. but it's like you know he it shows that the safety is there like yeah. he felt safe enough to talk about it in front of other people as well yeah um and and for me that's important like yeah. you know um cuz again what it does is it it provide it 
it creates or it shows them to be empathetic with each other mm. um, and support each other. But it also shows them that, you know, they can and they are with people. And, and you know, we all go through these things. Like you're not alone. Yeah, it's right? like you say it and then somebody else is like, oh, yeah, brother, I was yeah. experiencing that last month. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what the fuck? Why didn't you tell yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, again, it's like that safety thing, like the, the four higher emotional needs, right? You've yeah. got um, self-actualization, self-esteem, feeling safe, feeling, feeling loved. Is that Maslow? Yeah, uh, I think yeah. so. There's one more in Maslow. There's one more, um, but it is that right, and it's like Kyle's loving his. Uh, what is it? Your, your psych. He's going deep in the oh, psych. Oh fuck, world. man! <laughs> I'm done. Like it's done. Because you know, with psych, it's like the more you know, the more fucked up you feel. Like you just like because <laughs> so you can actually fucking tell what's going on in your head. You're like. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's happening. You're like full Freudian on yourself. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck, man. Reading Carl Jung's The Shadow, I was like, whew. I started to freak the fuck out. I was sweating in the cafe. I was like, holy shit. Man, I was watching that. I got to go get out of here. Like, I'm freaking out. And then, then you know, but it's, but this is what it is, right? Like the – because it's helping me build a, 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 a something special. Like, and again, yeah. that, that – coming back to that well, point. special is legacy. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. right? So it's creating that legacy for yourself or my, your children or whoever. 100%. And for me, it's like that, that's what it's about. Like now it's not even like it's just like creating a place that people can come, feel accepted, talk about their problems openly without judgment. Not So there's no hierarchy. There's no mm. feeling better than anyone else. There's that's no feeling less. so important less. though because the hierarchy thing is a big problem, like a big fucking problem. But sometimes it only exists in our own head as well it exists mm, outside true. of us but it are sometimes like you know we again the judgment thing like as mm. a leader you know and most especially in, as a trainer or, or you know like you're constantly people are going to look at like yourself and be like again like you said they don't see what you've been through they only see where you are and mm. and then they're like well i'm not i'm nowhere near that and then all of a sudden it's like this fucking just continuous um, beating yourself up of why where you aren't mm. right when the reality is is that like you've been through fucking mm. to hell and back right mm. and and most people have because again that's this life that's like that's our fucking mind yeah right like and then it's like you know this is why it's a forever moving target as well like you know, it's not like it's not like once you go to level one or like once you get to level fucking two, you're done. Yeah, yeah it's not like once you beat level three, boss, you're at level four and you never get to go back down. It's like fuck, man. One week I'm top of the world. Next yep. week I'm fucking, you know, sitting in a park watching dogs just to make myself smile. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that that's sounds ha- all right. Actually, it's happened. Port Melbourne dog park. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> but if you're you know, looking for Kyle, head to the Port Melbourne. Wednesday's dog. five o'clock. <laughs> Usually pat the Labradors. <laughs> but, you know, as I said, it's like, you know, this is why it's a forever moving target. And it's just, you know, for me, this is why I love combining neuroscience with psychology and, and kind of looking at it because what we practice grows stronger. For me, that's 100%. that's one of the best quotes of all time because it talks about the, the fact that, like, you know, both ways, right, we can, we can kind of um, have these you know, be lost in thought and, and kind of practice um, unconsciously so many times beating ourselves up or, mm. or and, and these kind of things. And then, you know, it can go the opposite way, mm. right? But what we practice grows stronger. So, you know, meditation is nothing but a skill, mm. right? It is nothing but a skill. 
It's true. And and in order to get a skill, you have to practice. Exactly. This is what it is. It's like people fucking think that meditation is like this fucking... What what do we think it is, right? It's the same thing with the instant gratification, the whole fucking health system. Take a drug, (laughs) do this. Don't get me started. But it's the same thing, right? It's the same thing with meditation. Mm. Because people don't sit down for 10 minutes and feel good afterwards... They're, yes. like, they're like, why doesn't it work? Well, no, they go, oh, it didn't work. It didn't work or it's not for me. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's this, you know, but it's, no, I don't really say that. Like, um, does. Do it again. <laughs> Please do it again. <laughs> but it's like, but, but for me, that's it. Like, this is, this is why. And it's like what we practice grows stronger. Like, it, again. And that's the same for the thoughts that you're feeding yourself every day. Like, I had a horrendous back injury this year, which really was really tough for me mentally Mm. um and i had some really low weeks this year but i remember there was one day where and maybe this comes back into like the born leaders the not born leaders but i like got in the shower and i was like you're a fucking animal holly like you are don't even get me started and i just started reciting this in my head like no one can destroy you you are gonna conquer life right and and then after that i was like I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm still in pain, so, but I'm I'm getting on with life, you yeah. know? And I just feel like it's so easy to get stuck in the suffering like we've been talking about and things like meditation and the internal thoughts that you're telling yourself and catching them and becoming conscious of them. Well, that's what it is, and, right? And, and recognizing like, you know, when you react, if you react, Okay, so like I bawled my eyes out one day with my back and then I just thought, sort of thought, where, hang on, yeah. take a step back. Yeah, 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 exactly. Why am I crying right now, mm. you know, because I'm in pain. Because it's, and then I became really logical about it and I was like, oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> well, that's what it is, right? That's the practice of yeah. it. That's consciousness. Yeah, like this logic. Is, I, like it's, and it's, but it is that, like again, it's, and it's practicing like mindfulness, right? And But mindfulness isn't just like, again, it's not this fucking woohoo thing it's like it's an actual skill Mm. like your ability to slow the fuck down Mm. and break through this unconscious mind that if you don't will fucking you will be a prisoner to it yeah right and the the problem is is people don't understand that they are prisoner to it right yeah because everything's happening to them yeah right so like i don't know about you with your friends but this is what happens with my girlfriends uh i don't know why i can't find a boyfriend like i just attract shit men no, you don't. Yeah, yeah. You just have not done the work on yourself. Yeah, a hundred percent, right? And that's. <laughs> but it's that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly, right? And but again, it's like people, and and I say I hate using people because it's like it feels like I'm talking Society. at people, but it's like. <clears throat> This is why consciousness, metacognition, like for me, consciousness and metacognition are the foundations of mindfulness. Like, mm. to, to, can I add to that? Yeah. Biochemistry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's what, you know, this is the beauty of this, right? Mm. Is that, you know, I, I, I don't, that's not my field so much. Like, I don't know much about that. But the beauty of it is, is this integrated conversation right now where there is so, it's a bi directional fucking 100%. thing, right? So it's like all of this comes into it together. And that's why it's important to educate yourself and, and want to educate yourself because education creates awareness, right? Like, because I wouldn't have said biochemistry, mm. right? Because I'm not, educated enough in that field Mm. right so for me it just hasn't come to my awareness yet Mm. but 
you know, when we're talking about these things again, it's like this is why it's so important, right? This is why for me, like to sit down and meditate and just spend time with yourself is practicing bare attention, right? Like what's the difference between me punching you in the face and you doing a leg extension? Not much. Well, the conceptual lens understands is that, that one is tied what? into progression and one's fucking just getting punched in the face. Well, but that might be progression to some people. Yeah, well, again, you're right, right? So the conceptual lens you yeah. know, does this for us. So it's understanding as well, like there's not just consciousness from the bare attention side of it, but there is the, the conceptual lens, the subjective mm. perception, mm. right? Your ability, because that's what happens when you practice mindfulness. Which, which is the whole thing with the health system. It's the conceptual lens that these systems are going to fix you. Well, it's the glasses they put in your eyes without you knowing it. Yes. Right? It's like the fucking... It's like, where did you learn that? The contact lenses that get chucked in at birth, right? 100%. And, and that's, you know, again... Um, where did you learn that that is how you were to fix your body, your mind and your spirit and your soul and your biochemistry? Where did you learn that? Hmm. Oh, I don't know. When I was sick, mum just took me to the doctor. Okay. Did it work? Mm. But we just keep like, we keep believing it without any return on investment. Mm. It's fucking weird, man. Mm. Like what other industry would we ever, would that ever succeed? No way. It wouldn't. It just would never happen. It's the, it's the most bizarre thing. People just fund so much money into this system and they get zero return on investment. Like, I can't tell you the amount, I know I'm going to go on a rant now, but I can't tell you the amount of, like, clients that I have who go through, say, something like the IVF journey. Thousands of dollars. Thousands of fucking dollars. I had one person just tell me they spent $38,000. Holy shit. The clinics uh, accidentally got the wrong days to, to insert the embryo twice, so the embryo died. Uh, oh, well. Next, okay, next, oh, we're going to have to do that cycle again. Ten more grand, please. What other fucking industry would that be acceptable? It but wouldn't. It is, and here we are. Fuck right? me. And we're still entrusting these systems, you know. So it's like, yeah, it's coming back to your point. It's like that conceptual lens of like all levels of consciousness, all levels of being as a human being. It's like the, ro the roboticism of like you wake up, you go to work, you make money for somebody else. You come home. You pat your partner on the back because there's no level of intimacy there anymore. You can't sleep. It's like just this rotation of mm. fucking death. But you're living it. Mm. Unconsciously. Well, that's what we're here to change. Yeah. That's, that is my legacy. That is what I want to really, really change in people is, this, is to stop them thinking that that is what their life has to be. That is not what your life has to be. Your life can be this amazing, like, fulfilled, joyful, wholehearted experience where every interaction you have, you're conscious and you're present for, and it's just like the best fucking day every day, you know, and you feel great every day. Your life can be that, right? But it does, it's heavily interrupted into taking responsibility, understanding that you, the only person who can do that for you is you. That's it. That's the only person. And, yeah, I think that's what's really important to me in terms of what I generate in both my mentees and my clients and everybody that I interact with. I don't want anyone to think that they have to fit, keep living a life of suffering. I think we're all on this, like, <laughs> on this is what I'm trying to do, right? Like, I think 
well, you know, for me, it's it's the same thing. You know, I, I get up there and I just fucking people think I'm fucking off my tits because because <laughs> I fucking <laughs> sit up there and I talk about meditation, I talk about consciousness, and and I'm meant to be a business guy. It's yeah. like I don't even fucking talk about business. Like, yeah. hey, just fucking here's your branding sheet now fucking go sit down and meditate but it's like that's what i talk about yeah and it's like it because it's it's the same it's it's the key like unless you can be mindful right like mindfulness is the key because you give yourself a choice there when you're not mindful you don't have a choice right you actually don't because you can't reach decision points Mm. they're made for you Mm. right like they're just made for you now like, you don't even realize it's happening. No, fuck no. Yeah. Like it's just made for you. The way you feel <laughs> is dictated. It's deterministic, right? Mm. It's always that way. Like we don't get a choice in the thoughts we think. We get a choice whether we listen to the thoughts that Ooh, we think. Well, I really like that. Right? And, but it's the truth, right? Mm. Like you getting, you know, you, you do not, it's deterministic. Your environment, everything is instinctual, right? Mm. Like we are fucking on this earth to survive and carry fucking genetics, right? That is all, right? And True. when you think about it that way, right then why am i tying everything to me like mm. i've got this saying does my life happen to you and does your life happen to me no <laughs> fuck no there's just the world yeah shit happens yeah. stuff arises nothing happens to you no nothing happens to me well you're right? not even you can go real deep on this and go the bob proctor lens and just say you, you know you refer to your arm but it's just a body mm. Like this is, but that's the scariest thing for people is the very thing they've been living their whole fucking life is just not a thing, yeah. right? Like, and and that's the hardest part. This is this vulnerability thing again. This is this letting go. It's like letting go of the one thing that I've been doing for the last fucking forty years, which mm. is again. But the the problem is, is that you know the thoughts we think, unless we we can be mindful and you know, really practice consciousness, like Mm. not practice, experience it, right? So it's like my ability to be conscious, I can't be conscious and lost in thought at the same time, right? I can't be, it's impossible. So when I'm conscious, I collect more data. When I collect more data, I fucking make better decisions, right? But the world is fucking skewed against that. Every little thing that comes up in the next invention, right, which is meant to enhance consciousness, which it does, But we don't know how to use it. Mm. Right? We're not. We we do not know how to use it. So then, what happens is we're lost in thought, mm. right? Like we're so unconscious. It's terrifying. It's fucking terrifying, <laughs> right? I feel like we're actually living the zombie apocalypse. And and you know, again, like this, these people like they're going to be this guy again. Meditation, right? <laughs> Meditation. But I would say that if you feel like. If you are that person that says, oh, that's just not for me, which we all know is not true. Yeah. But just to uh, warm you up, one thing that I found was really helpful for me was journaling. Yeah, 100%. That was because it was an action Mm. that I did. And then when I, because that was easy to practice. And then once I got that habit, I was like, "Mm, I'm going to add 10 minutes of guided meditation to this. Mm. And then that was really, I was super open to it at that Mm. point, you know. So if you are that person out there who's like, nah, fuck this bloke. Maybe try journaling. And even like, you know, one thing that I use as well is like um, giving yourself an alter ego. Oh, yeah. So like, um, and to practice mindfulness. So it's like, you know, um, I call myself Carl whenever I feel myself just fucking like beating myself up or just being like, you know, you're a fucking, you're a piece of shit. Kyle? But then I'll be like, no, that's Carl. That's Carl. Because what it does is it makes me uh, identify it. 
Okay. And it allows me to identify when I'm just listening to my thoughts. Mm. And, and, you know, not to say that sometimes I'm like, you know, it's okay to listen to thoughts. Mm. You, don't, you don't disassociate with all of them, but you give yourself the choice mm. which ones to associate and not associate with, right? So for me, like, I, I would do this and I did it because my mum called me Carl when I got drunk. Like when I was a kid, when I was like 18, 19, she going, oh, fucking Carl's here. And for me, it was like, okay, well. You I was know, just going to say, you know what that technique is? In psych, it's a reparenting technique. Oh, really? So it's interesting you just said your mum called you that. Yeah. Well, it is. She did. She used to call me Carl whenever I got drunk. Yeah. Because I was obviously drunk and, and different. But, you know, this mm. was when I was younger. But for me now, I still use it. It's like if I feel my, and a lot of it happens for me in the shower when I wake up because I shower before I meditate. Right. So I'll be in the shower and like, you know, you're just kind of thinking about what you got to do for the day. And then you're thinking about like fucking just other shit. And then all of a sudden you're thinking about yourself and, you know, I'm just like, okay, shut up, Carl. Do you ever get to the point though where you're like filtering through thoughts and you literally just go, wait, how did I get here? Yeah, fucking oath. All the time. It was funny. You, I, you it, said something before like how you were in the shower and you were like, fucking, you're an animal, Holly. Like, so I do the cold, cold shower thing every morning. Okay, yeah. Um, just as, I can't do the cold Just shower. as for me, it's like, for me, it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, you're like, even, you're a boss. It's fine now because the fucking pipes are hot. It's like, I'm yeah. fucking jumping in and it's easy, but. When you're, you know, during winter, man, it gets pretty tough. I'm fucking sitting there, bolting my chest, like just fucking <laughs> screaming at the shower water. And then I get in and then I practice my breathing and all of that. But for me, that's just like a, a thing just for, it's like, you know. Well, you're it, building resilience. Yeah, that's all I'm doing, yeah. right? Every day is like if I step in there and I can control my breathing, I walk out a winner. That's it. Yep. And I know this. And, and it's like every single fucking morning for the last two years I've done it. Yeah. Um, but it was just funny. Like I'm fucking standing there and I'm just belting my chest and I, I tense up so hard before yeah, it. they're fucked up cold showers yeah they're pretty fucked but it's good like and, and for me again it's that building resilience and, and and again it's practicing it it's practicing like the showers fucking i have some it's a of good the, place man fuck yeah like i'm like that's where i do some of my best metacognition like i'm, yeah. I'm i start getting lost in thought and then i'm like hang on why are you thinking like that reverse 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 yeah, yeah, reverse yeah. okay it was this it was this it was and that. you have the presence of the water like i, I often tell one of the girls today I told her to start adding in womb activation exercises because mm. she, she's not getting her period back. And I said, just get in the shower and just start sexy dancing in the shower, man. Like, just fucking groove, bro. And she was like, yeah, I can do yeah, this. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's such an easy play to do it. But mm. yeah, the shower is a good place, bro. Or you can do the, the Holly Sinclair approach of like, I'm a fucking animal. animal head butt the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? I probably would do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we're going to finish it there because this has been a, a lovely what chat. Are we at? Uh, we're at a, an hour and thirty-eight minutes, um, yeah. which is which is nice. It's We've a, waffled. It's a good time. That's all right. I think it was relevant. So, um, I want to say thanks for coming on. Um, thanks for having me, man. Let the let the, the people know where they can find you um, on Instagram. On Instagram, the women series, thewomenseries.com. Um, yeah, shoot me a message. Hit me up. Come follow us. I think we've got some – I'm sure we'll – we're building a little network, would you say, of – Yeah, I, think, it, I of think it's that. enlightened peeps. The Avengers. The Avengers. Um, um, so I'm sure that there's going to be opportunities for people to interact with all of us in this network in 2020. 100%. So, yeah, you can come join us then as well. Awesome. Thanks for coming Thanks, on. Thanks, man.
Hey guys, I just wanted to grab you before you head off and remind you of a giveaway that we're currently running. Uh, so what we're actually running right now is a free business development day giveaway uh, to three individuals. So we'll, what we'll be doing is booking out an office space with whiteboards, um, you know, and going through really what... Uh, the main principles of running a successful business are. So myself and Reese will be uh, taking you through creating a, a personalized 12-month action plan that's aligned with your vision and your business. I think that's really, really important that we're not just shoving something down your throat, but we're actually going to create something that really makes you proud and excited and something that um, creates absolute clarity around what it's going to take for you to create that vision and, and really make it a reality. And the second thing we're going to be taking you through is providing a blueprint for healthy healthy cash flow. So, you know, making sure that we improve your margins, making your money really, you know, straight away um, and making sure that there's more profit for you at the end of the week. Um, we're going to mold our tribal client uh, branding system uh, around your business so that your business can really express its beliefs and really create a brand that you're proud of and excited to work in and, um, and create over the next 12 months. And lastly, just how we can upgrade your service based on your branding. So all the way from lead gen through to sales and more importantly, through to service delivery, how can we make, turn your service into a world-class service that achieves world-class results? Because I think really that's where the business can really start to compound and take off. So a heap of value in there, a literally a full day um, for the cost of nothing. Um, so all you really need to do, uh, well, all you need to do to apply is um, go over to um, either the podcast app or Spotify, leave us a review. So we don't want to tell you what you need to review. We're not looking for five stars or anything like that. We just want you to review us um, and tell us what you think of the podcast. And uh, in order to apply, you just need a screenshot and tag us on Instagram and that'll come straight through to us and that'll be your application. Really hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you in the next episode. Or talk to you in the next episode.